Welcome to another inspirational message from Church on the Rock Pal. Thank you for listening. And if you would like more information, you can visit us at www.therockchurch.co.za. Hi, everyone. Welcome to week two of the series called Overflow. And if you're new to online church, a series is simply a collection of talks around one common thought. You know, the whole idea of the overflow series is that you and I would be the overflow, that we would be the overflow of God's goodness and generosity and kindness, and that it would flow through us, over us, out of us, into the lives of other people. You know, that our cup would be so full that when you bump us, what would flow out of us would cause people to experience Jesus. So today I'm looking at sowing and reaping. We're going to look at that, sowing and reaping. Are you ready for that? I trust you are. Then say it like you mean it. My heart's open, my mind's ready, and I won't be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. How many of you can remember when you were in science class in primary school? You would get a little cup and you would put a seed in it with some cotton wool and then place it on the windowsill in the classroom. You would usually... Uh, try and get a clear cup so that you could see the seed inside it and you could see it sprouting and eventually you would have a little stem and a little leaf appear and it was just fun to watch it grow. Every day you would check that little cup, you know, you would go to it and look at it with anticipation, anticipation for the growth. Every day you were waiting for some form of life to appear to see it start to sprout. And the life lesson from this is simple. It's this. Things take time. Did you hear that? Things take time. There is a process to things that you really want. And that is especially true with sowing and reaping. I want to show you uh, in this chapter that I'm going to be showing you, it's Genesis chapter 8. The Bible says that this is a biblical principle. It's talking about a natural process but it is very specific and it's talking about a spiritual process as well. And it says in Genesis 8.22, as long as the earth endures, obviously the earth is enduring. You may not like the state of it right now. Many people don't, but it's enduring. It says this, there will be seed time and harvest, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, Day and night will never cease. Somebody listening to me say, will never cease. And so we're looking at seed time and harvest. I think we'll all agree that it's not only seed time and harvest, but it's seed, time, and then harvest. Did you get that? It's seed, time, and then harvest. And is that not the case? You get seed, you have to take the little seed and then you have to plant it and then you have to wait and wait and then wait. Are you following me? And this is so true spiritually because we live in a day where we want the full grown product immediately. We live in a society with microwave and our mindset is instant food, instant soup, instant popcorn, instant gratification. We want it when we want it and we want it now. We want to throw seed in and all of a sudden, pow, 
There it is. We've got the harvest. We've got the plant. But it takes seed, time, and then only then do we get the harvest. But God, what's wrong? I went to church two weeks in a row and I haven't had my harvest. But God, I prayed one time. I really did. I prayed. Why am I waiting? God, I'm doing my best here. Can't you speed things up? We want the harvest immediately. But it takes seed. It takes time. And then we get the harvest. And here's something awesome about seed. And it's that they're so little. Come on. Seeds are so small. Have a look here. These little seeds that are here. The seeds, they're a little thing. You know, wow. That's one little one. Right here. You know, and, and a lot of us think that the sowing of the seed isn't doing a whole lot. But just what I want you to get today is that all of the harvest is inside the seed. Inside of the seed. All of the harvest is inside the seed. Have you got that? And have a look at this. Here we have another seed. We all recognize this seed. All of the harvest is inside the seed. An acorn becomes an oak tree. Not so. This little seed becomes this huge oak tree. And an oak tree is full of acorns and that becomes a forest. So in this acorn is an entire forest. And so I want you to write something down. Everything you need is inside the seed. Did you get that? Everything you need is inside of the seed. If you can get this revelation in your walk with God, it will change your life. That everything you need is inside the little seed. But a lot of us want the tree immediately. And we're praying for this, the oak tree. And we are asking God for what? The oak tree. God, give me the harvest. God, fix my marriage. God, do your thing. God, I need more joy. God, I need more encouragement. God, I need financial breakthrough in my life and I need it now. And we are begging for the harvest. And God is going, great, let me give you some seed. And this is how it works in the kingdom of God. If you ask God for a chair, he gives you a tree. Because the chair is inside the tree. But with our natural eye, we don't often see it. No, God, you don't understand. I asked you for a chair. And we are going, God is not meeting my need. Where is he? What's going on? God isn't providing. He doesn't hear my prayer. I went to church for a whole month, a whole month in a row. You know, I did that seven-day fast, and God didn't do it. No, no, no. God may have given you a seed, but you were looking for a plant. And God goes, I want to produce the plant in you. But the way I produce the plant is that I first give you a seed. And if you get the seed, you know, and if, I'm talking about if you get that seed and you get it in the ground, if you will plant it, then... But God, when I plant the seed, that takes time. I don't like time. I don't like having to wait. I want microwave Jesus. I want fast food Jesus. Are you with me? I want to I wanna say it today and I want to get it tomorrow. I want tomorrow Jesus today. And he's going, no, no, no. It's seed. Then time. And then there's a harvest. But most of us don't see the power of the seed. We totally overlook the seed. 
You see, if you were to show encouragement, then maybe when you need encouragement, the encouragement would be there for you. Maybe what God is trying to get us to see is that when my body needs healing, maybe I need to pray for healing over somebody else. If I would do that, maybe I would reap what I need. Listen to me. This revelation will change your life if you'll just get it. But what a lot of us do is God gives us the seed, you know, and he gives it to us. And we take the seed, man, beautiful seed, and then we hold on to it. We take the seed and we hold it tightly in our fist. It's yeah. Oh, I've got it. This seed that I've got right now. I've got to hang on to my seed. I want to pass the seed. I want to pass it down to my next generation. And the seed does you no good in your hand. Did you hear me? The seed does you no good in your hand. Think about it. The seed produces nothing righteous in this place. You know, I could even hold the seed in my hand and come along and, and even just water it. I'm watering the seed in my hand, you know. It will never produce the harvest. I could hold a lot of seed in my hand. I could water it all the time and walk around like this for days and days. It's running up my sleeve. What I do for you people right now, you know. But I can walk around like this and I will never get a harvest. Until what? It leaves my hand. I have to plant it. It's got to leave my hand. But for so many, you must get this. When you live with a lack mentality, and let me just stop here. Listen to me. I'm not teaching you prosperity gospel. I'm not teaching you give God one rand and he'll give you a nice new Rolex watch. Listen to me. It doesn't work. I've tested it. I'm joking just in case you think I'm being very serious. Well, maybe. Maybe I've tested it. You know? No. What I'm teaching you is a blessing mentality. A God principle. I'm teaching you that we serve a God of more than enough. A God of over and above. The God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And he owns the hills that they stand on. I'm teaching that we serve the God that is well able to do exceedingly, abundantly, and above everything that we could ask or imagine. But if you live with a lack mentality, you will just want to hold on to your seed. Here it is. I'm holding, I've got it, I've got it. I've got to just keep the seed. It's my seed. My, this is mine. But if I keep the seed, then it can never produce the harvest that God wants to give me. When I keep it in my hand, it stays dormant. But it takes faith to get it out of my hand and plant it into the ground. That's where the faith test comes in. Are you with me? It takes faith to plant. Why? When I have it in my hands, and I've got it here, I have something tangible. But when I put it in the ground, it's no longer in my hand. My hands are now empty. But what I'm saying to God is, God, I'm trusting you that if I empty my hands, you can fill it with more than what was originally there. There is so much potential in the seed. Everything you need is right inside the seed. And God has given you, you seed. They are already in your hand. You need a harvest of encouragement, go sow some encouragement. You need a harvest financially, then go and sow financially. You need somebody to pray for you, then go pray for somebody else. It's the way the kingdom of God works. Everything you need is inside the seed. If you can get this revelation, it will change your life. 
You already have the seed. It's already in your capacity. You know, it's already in your ability that is there. There will never, ever be overflow in your life while you are holding on to the seed. But we minimize it because we think, ah, me, what can this baby little seed do? You know? And what can this, I mean, that's not very big, but have a look at what it can do. What it can do, it can produce that on the screen right now before you, but it can't produce it in your hand. So today, I'm unashamedly trying to convince you to become a sower. There will never be overflow from you if you don't know how to sow. Believe me. And I want to show you three things that sowers do and that sowers know. They know this and they do it. And I encourage you to write them down. You're not going to remember it and you will live with lack in your life. Are you ready? Number one is this. Number one, sowers do this. Sowers sow every day. They sow every day. Every day. Every day. Ecclesiastes 11, 6 says this. Sow your seed in the morning and at evening let your hands not be idle. For you do not know which will succeed. You don't know which will take, whether this or that, or whether both will do equally well. You don't know which one will take. You don't know if it's going to hit the ground right. So just so every single day, it says every morning, every evening, here's what you've got to get. You've got to get this. You can't just prepare for an opportunity when the opportunity comes. You have to prepare for it before. No professional athlete gets told to, to play for the Springbok team. And when he's called, says, oh, I've been called, I've been called. I better start to get ready. I need to learn how to pass the ball. I need to learn how to kick the ball. Are you with me? No, it doesn't happen. No, you've been preparing and they've been preparing their whole life for when the opportunity would possibly come. This is what sowers understand. I don't know when I'm going to need a harvest. I don't know what day I'll need it. But I know at some point in my life, I'm going to need it. And so what I'm going to do is get up and sow every day, every day, every day. I'm going to sow an encouraging word, some prayer into somebody's life. I'm going to sow some money into a situation, some forgiveness. I'm going to sow my time. I'm going to sow empathy, whatever. Why? Because there's going to come a day in my life when I'm going to need that in my life. So sow is sow every day. And you know what sowing every day does? It kills entitlement in your life. And that is the spirit of this age. It's the spirit that has crept into the church of God. It will choke out entitlement because when you get up every day going, God, how can I be a blessing? How can I sow into somebody else's life? You know, you will live a blessed life. You don't get up going, well... What are they going to do for me? What can I get out of it? What is the church offering me? No, I'm going to get up and, and change my perspective and say, how can I bless somebody today? You know, how can I bless somebody at my, my office? How can I sow into their life in some way? You know, an engaging word, an, an uplifting thought. You know, who can I bring a coffee to just to say, I'm thinking about you. It doesn't take a whole lot to sow. But sowers think about it every day. 
It gets your mind off of you and gets it set on others. As a church, we exist so that our overflow would impact others, so that others may live because of what overflows from our lives. It's what you can do for others. So sowers do that every day, and it chokes out entitlement and creates an automatic harvest. Because in the kingdom of God, you can't sow without reaping. You can't. You don't know when you will reap, and you don't know how. But if you are sowing, there will always, always be a harvest. I really want you to get a revelation of this, of the overflow that sowing will produce in your life. Sowing every day, every day, every day in your life. Number two, sowers sow willingly. Sowers sow willingly. They don't get up and go, oh, no, I've got to sow today. Oh, man, I hate this. I hate being nice to people. No, they sow willingly. Generous people don't get up and say, oh, now I've got to be generous today. Today's the day to be generous. No, it's done willingly. And it's actually what God wants from you. In 2 Corinthians 9, reading from 6 to 12, we'll be working our way through that. It says this, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. I mean, that's just logical. It's common sense. If I only sow one seed, I shouldn't expect a field full of plants. But if I sow generously, I should expect a generous return. Do you get that? So the Bible says, if you sow sparingly, I will reap sparingly. So don't be shocked when it's like, God, what are you doing? Nothing's happening. Look at this little thing. What, what's in front of me? What, what's this? And God's like, you didn't sow a lot. You've sown sparingly, and now you're not getting a whole lot. But those who sow generously will also reap generously. The next verse goes on to say, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Paul is writing it in the context of financial giving, but I really believe it applies to all areas of your life where you sow, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. I sometimes think God is like, well, if you're going to give it to me with that attitude, just keep it. I think God says, keep it up, I'm good. Listen to me. You don't have anything God needs, nothing. You're not doing God a favor. So maybe giving is something you need to do for you. That's why I'm talking about it today. That's why we speak about giving for like a month before the miracle offering. Because I don't want you to be emotionally manipulated on the day. Or have your arm twisted in the moment. No. You should predetermine and put aside in your heart. And then you should come with a cheerful, expectant heart. For me and my family, I'm being honest before God. It's like we can't wait. We literally can't wait to give in this offering. I'm not exaggerating. I really mean it. You know, we are excited. We sit, we talk about it. We talk about what we're going to give to God in faith. You know, I, I want to challenge every one of you. When it comes to this miracle offering, sit around with your kids. Tell them what you're saying. Tell them the expectation in your heart, what you're trusting God for. You know, tell them that you're stepping out beyond your comfort zone. Bring them along the journey with you. Every single one of the times that we've come forward in the past years, it's like, whoa. 
we get to do this. We are happy scared because we stretched ourselves. We really do. And inside I have this expectation and the feeling of, man, this is amazing. I think that's the way our heart should be. Now Paul goes on in verse 8. And God is able. God is able. Did you see that? God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you'll abound in every good work as it is written. They have freely scattered their gifts. I love that. They have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Isn't that an awesome visual? They freely scattered their gifts. How would it change the communities around us if all of us that called the rock home went into our day with an overflow coming from us that says, man, I'm going to really scatter generously. I'm going to overflow with compassion. I'm going to overflow with love. I'm going to freely scatter because I'm just doing it willingly. How would it change the world around us? Your home, your neighborhood, your workplace, your school. How would it change your harvest if you were determined, I'm going to be the person that no matter what anybody else does, I'm going to be the overflow. But pass them off. You know, they don't deserve me to show them that. I mean, they've just got a bad attitude. And if I do that, they'll have a bad attitude again the next day. Listen to me. Your responsibility is not what they do with what you sow. Your responsibility is to be a sower and let God take care of the consequences of that. You just need to say, I'm going to freely scatter. I'm going to. Now, this is radical. I know it. I'm going to scatter it on people that I agree with and that I don't agree with. I'm going to scatter it on Springbok fans and all black fans. And for me, that's a radical move. It really is. I, I, I get very frustrated. People live in the country and can't support their team. And you know what? I've realized both need prayer. Do you know why we don't freely scatter and believe God is able? Because we don't believe that if we come along and we empty this out, the packet of seeds, that he will fill it back up. That's why we don't do it. Let's be honest. We're like, it's getting low. I can see it's getting low. And if I empty this out, you know, and it comes to the miracle offering, when I actually make a sacrificial offering, I don't know if God can replace what is in here. I don't know if he can put that back into my savings. I feel if I really give out, if I just love and love and, and love, then I don't know if God can replenish that. But the Bible is very clear. And it says that God is able. That God is able. If he can rise from the dead, he's got no problem filling up your little seed packet. I promise you, no problem filling this up. Number three, write this down as well. Sowers receive more seed. That's awesome. Sowers receive more seed. This is what you need to see. This isn't about the more. It's about the sower. I want to show you in the word of God. It says 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10. Now he who supplies seed to the sower. Now who gets more seed? Sowers. You have to get this. He gives seed to sowers, not keepers. You know, I'm going to sow as soon as God puts it in my packet. Those people don't get more seed. 
But Mark, you, you're making it sound like God has some favorites. God doesn't have favorites, but he has principles. He doesn't have preferences. He has principles. And some of you have never, ever grasped that. God doesn't break his principles. Did you hear me? And one of his principles is, you want more seed? You have to sow the seed that you have. Well, as soon as I get more, then I'll sow more. It doesn't work that way in the kingdom of God. As a matter of fact, I know this for a fact. If you won't sow from one packet, I'm telling you now, it doesn't matter if God gives you five packets. He gives seed to sowers. So if you want more seed, be a sower. In every area of life, just determine in your heart, I'm going to freely scatter seed. Yo, but my seed is getting low. What if God doesn't refill it? He has already promised. He gives seed to the sower and bread for food. Will Watch this. He will increase your store of seed. In other words, I can fill this packet right up again, God is saying. God is saying to you, hey, 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 I've got it. And will enlarge the harvest, the harvest of your righteousness. Not only will he give you more seed, but he will give you more harvest. Verse 11, you will be enriched in every way so that you can just sit fat and happy. No, he only gives you more so that you can have harvest in your life. He wants you to harvest more so that you can do more. So you can be more generous on every occasion. And then he goes on to say, and through us, your generosity will result in what? Thanksgiving to God. Thanksgiving to God. This whole thing isn't, can I get blessed? Can I get a bigger house? No, no. God may give it to you, and that's cool. No problem with that. I really hope that he does. But the ultimate end isn't what you can get. It's what you can give. Because in your giving, God gets glory. And that's the ultimate end. It will result in thanksgiving to God. Next verse 12. The service that you perform is not only supporting the need of the Lord's people. In other words, not only is it making a difference, but it also, it is also what? What? It's also overflowing. It's also overflowing. Overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Sowers get more seed. Do you know why? Are you listening? They get more seed because God knows they will sow more. Because sowers sow every day and they sow willingly and they get more seed. Why? Because they sow every day and they sow willingly and so they get more seed. And why does God give them more seed? Because these crazy people so every day, they are overflowing, the Bible says, on a daily basis. And God's like, look at them. They keep sowing and sowing. They show up to sow. I've got to give them more seed so that they can keep sowing. Then what's happening? It produces a harvest that is giving thanks to God and impacting the lives of so many people. I really want you to grab grasp this in your life. I truly want you to be a sower. Now lastly, number four, 
Sowers have more fun. I really believe that. Sowers have more fun. Do you know why? Because God wired you physiologically to receive enjoyment from sowing. And you know, it deep down in your heart, you know, that's why when you give a birthday gift, you know, you're so expectant for their reaction when you give it to them. It's like, go on, go on, open it. Can I open it? Yes, open it, open it. Do you want me to open it now? Yeah, open it now. Why? Because it's fun to sow. Jesus said himself, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And so I want to challenge you to sow. As you leave this online service and in the week at last, I'm challenging you to go and find somebody that has a need and sow into that need. It may be a pat on the back, a smile, who knows what it is, a word of encouragement, I don't know what it is, financially into their life, I don't know. But go and find somebody and sow into their life. And maybe you're going to get a lunch today after this message or the service. I don't know what it is. I want to tell you, just bless the person that serves you. Maybe there's somebody in your life group this week that's in a need. Just determine right now. You know what? I'm going to become a sower. What would happen if all of us left here, left this online service with a heart that's determined that we are going to freely scatter seed? I'm asking you to determine right now. Be a sower. Your life will overflow as you generously sow. Just go and sow into the life of somebody else and let them know God loves you. Let them know God loves them. Say to them, God sees you. You're not alone. Let today be the first day you get into the habit of sowing every day. And I'm talking about sowing willingly. And I believe when you think, oh my goodness, my packet is empty. There's no more seed in my packet. Oh, what am I going to do? I believe God can fill it back up again. And look at this. You'll be able to sow every, every day. But you've got to be able to sow willingly again and again and again. Let's be a people that overflow, not sparingly, but generously. And sow into the lives of others. And in so doing, reap a harvest in our own lives. Pray you enjoyed the word. Go out, overflow, and make a difference. Let's pray. Let's all pray. You need to know that the greatest seed that was ever, ever put in the ground was the body of Jesus. Really, three days later, he rose again, producing a harvest. And that harvest was us that would result in eternal life. He was the greatest sower. And because of his death and because of his life, you and I get eternal life. We get forgiveness of sins. We get peace with God. What an awesome gift. That's the gospel. It's the good news that Jesus died. He was buried and he rose again three days later so that you and I might have life. And if today you have never received that gift, I want to invite you to do that. It's not about joining a church. It's about knowing Jesus. Have you encountered him? Has your life been changed forever? Do you know that you know that you have peace with God? If you don't, in a moment, we're going to pray together where you let God know. God, I want peace with you. God, I want to know you. God, I want to know that my sins are forgiven. And if that's you, then just repeat this prayer after me right now. It's a simple prayer. Mark, that is me. I do feel far from God. I need a new start. I need a brand new beginning. Then today, let me tell you, you can have peace with God. This is your day. This is your moment. If that you, pray the simple prayer right now. And it goes like this. Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I believe you died for me. 
I believe God raised you from the dead. And today I'm making you my Lord and Savior. Thank you for a brand new beginning. I'll never be the same again in Jesus' name. I want you to know that if you just did that, I'm celebrating with you for the decision that you've just made. I do believe your life will never be the same again. Remember to keep God first place in your life. And until we meet again, share hope, show kindness. Let's all shine Jesus.